ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 Purpose Girls. So a few years ago, when I was with my dear friend, Ed, well, he drowned and I couldn't save him, which is something I talk about in episode 72, when I talk about how to turn your pain into purpose. When that happened, I remember my boss's wife saying to me at the time, you poor thing, so many bad things happened to you. And I remember feeling like, I don't feel that way. I feel like everything that's happened to me has happened for a purpose, like has happened to make me stronger or more courageous. But as the years have gone on, because now I think about it, that was probably 10 years ago. As the years have gone on, more has happened, right? More shit has fallen. Miscarriages, fertility challenge, challenges with a loved one trying to commit suicide and how we deal with that in our family, in our circle. And then just recently, I got some challenging medical news. Like, don't worry. Everything is fine. Everything's great. But when this happened, I was like, really? Really, universe? Like, another situation? Like, another thing? Like, haven't I had enough? And I actually went into a pity party for a moment. Yeah, maybe a whole day. Maybe I had a lot of Ben and Jerry's ice cream and you know, some kicks and screams, which is totally normal. And you are totally entitled to all of your feelings. And then I had a moment where I also remembered that 10 years ago with that very same incident, my dear friend, Michelle said to me, Karen, you're like a weeble wobble. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Do you all remember those toys? Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down, right? They're like kind of egg-shaped and skinny on top and larger on the bottom, and they literally cannot fall down, and that's the fun of them. And so today's episode of the Purpose Girl podcast is all about how we be that weeble wobble, how no matter what happens to us, and even if you have crap that happens over and over and over again, how we stand back up. And not only do we stand back up, but we stand back up stronger. We stand back up more erect. We stand back up more courageous, taller, because we are all weebles wobbles. And weebles wobble, but they will not fall down. And that is what today's episode of the Purpose Girl podcast is all about. So no matter what you are dealing with, you are going to want to listen to this entire episode. First, though, of course, we need to read our review of the week. And this is a five-star review called yes exclamation point exclamation point hit subscribe and this is coming to us from jenna who is in the united states she says karen is an experienced coach whose clear purpose is to empower women her expertise guidance and wisdom encourage me to reflect and think about my life and behavior from a different perspective thank you karen for producing an excellent show ah you are so welcome that means so much to me it is my honor So I love TED Talks. Anyone else out there love TED Talks? And what I love about TED Talks is that many of them 
are someone sharing their vulnerable personal story of challenge, of trauma, and then of overcoming, right? And it is in their overcoming, it is in standing back up that I become so inspired. I think we all become inspired. We're all like, yes, I'll have what she's having. Yes, I want to stand back up too. And I was reflecting on this just this weekend as I was really working through, as I said, my own, you know, more recent challenge and what am I going to do and why me and all that kind of crap. And that's when, again, it occurred to me, weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. And I thought, you know, I've never seen a TED Talk about someone who has just issue after issue after issue pop up. And yet this is what I hear from so many of my clients. One of my clients just had a loved one die. And that was after another loved one died just a few months ago. And that was after someone had been diagnosed with cancer. And that was after she had lost her job. And it's like, uh, come on, universe, can we get a break here? Or the best friend of someone I know had had breast cancer. And just as she was in recovery, her son was diagnosed with a terminal illness. And here they were finally, right? Their whole family was finally thrilled that mom was feeling healthy, was good. And then years were poured into helping her son heal. And unfortunately, he did end up losing his life at only 13. And sometimes they don't have to be life and death. Maybe you've been applying for jobs for six months and you're getting rejection after rejection. One of my clients came to me because she wanted to discover her purpose and that was going to mean switching industries and switching careers. And for like two or three months, she was out there applying in this new industry that we had discovered for her and we had written her mission statement and we had done her strengths and she had like a solid resume and she was like, er, ready to go. And for two months, she just wasn't hearing back from these companies. And she was like, really, universe? Like... I'm doing everything I need to do. Like, why is this happening to me? And of course, we talked about how things take time. And then just a couple of weeks ago, she sent me a message and said, oh my God, I have four interviews with these four amazing companies. They're huge. And, it's, and so things happen, right? Things can also turn around. And so we have this feeling that if something bad has happened in our life, that we've like paid our dues. But typically, things happen over and over. And the question is, what do we do with that? Well, unfortunately, we can see in cases and research around depression and anxiety that the more someone is knocked down, the more they may learn to be helpless. In fact, this was the foundation of early research that led to positive psychology, the field of study that I teach all of you and that I work in. Positive psychology is the scientific study of human flourishing, right? Whereas most psychology really looks at what's wrong with us and what needs to be fixed, where we feel broken, which believe me, I have felt broken a million times in my life, as you all know. And so I have totally needed traditional psychologists at many different points in my life. But if we think about it, if you are just not broken, then you are just there, right? Like, not being broken does not mean that you are thriving. I often, in my speaking engagements, will say it like this. On a scale of negative 10 to positive 10, where is not sick or where is not broken? 
right? That's like baseline zero. So, you know, when I have felt so broken and lost, like after the second miscarriage, I was probably around like a negative six, negative seven and went to therapy to get back to baseline zero, which was so important, right? I'm not belittling that. That is so important. And what positive psychology looks at is says, well, if someone is around a plus three in life, like they're fine, you're okay. Things are good. You know, you've got a good life, got a good job. You've got a good family, but you feel like there's something missing. You know, you have more potential. You know that like life is really meant for more, which is what all of us here in the Purpose Girls community are all about. Then what positive psychology says is how do we move from a plus three to a plus eight? What would it look like to live at a plus nine, plus 10, plus seven, whatever? How do we move up? What does flourishing really mean? And that's what I love about positive psychology. The start of it, though, Dr. Martin Seligman, years and years ago, right, when he first got into the field of psychology as a clinical psychologist, researcher, professor at Penn, he was researching depression, right? Because that's what psychologists did. If we go back into the 50s and 60s, that was the major focus, understanding depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, important illnesses that we need to understand. And they did experiments on dogs at the time. Fortunately, that does not happen anymore. He was doing these experiments on dogs where they were, they were in a big box and there were like two sides of the box and the dog could freely jump from one side to another and had absolute freedom. And then they switched it where the dog was shocked if it tried to go to the other side and continuously was shocked and shocked and shocked. Almost like if we think about an invisible fence, you know, those like fences that people have around their yard where if the dog gets close to an edge, they get shocked. So they learn not to do that. So this is what happened. And what the dog ended up doing was they stopped trying to go to the other side. Well, then what they did is they removed the barrier. They removed the shock. And they allowed the dog to go from side to side. And what they found is that the majority of dogs, even though they were free to roam, they were free to do whatever they wanted. They were free to go to the other side. They laid there helpless. They gave up. They didn't try anymore. So what does that tell you? Well, Dr. Seligman called it learned helplessness. That we learn that over time, if we keep getting shocked, or you keep having traumatic events, that at some point you are helpless over your own journey. You no longer have control. Well, the thing about being helpless is that you literally have nowhere to go from there. And that is what ends up happening, right? If you've had so many things happen, you just say, forget it. I don't have control. A woman contacted me about coaching and she said, I really want to do this, but really, will it matter? Because Every single thing I try, whether it's trying in a marriage, trying in a job, it never works out. Well, the way that our minds work and the way that our momentum works is when we say to ourselves, it will never work out, then it never does. And that's not just like woo-woo energy, even though I love woo-woo energy. There's actually a fundamental cognitive behavioral kind of background to it. And here's what this looks like. Whenever you have a thought, that thought gives you a feeling. And that feeling is what leads you to take action or behavior. And so if you have the thought, forget it, it never works out for me. 
say that to yourself right now, whether you're driving, you're cleaning your kitchen, you're sitting and working, taking notes, whatever it is. It never works out for me. Repeat it again. It never works out for me. It never works out for me. Oh my God. Even as I just say it to you, my shoulders are slumping. I am like leaning over. I can hear my voice is getting sad. And so whenever we have that thought, we get a feeling. So what's the feeling? The feeling for me, if I say that is sad, is helpless, is shame, small. I feel super small. I feel like I want to just go back to bed. Okay, well, a feeling leads to a behavior. Well, if you feel small and you feel ashamed and you just want to go back to bed, then what behavior are you going to take? You're just going to go back to bed, right? You're certainly not then going to go for the promotion or start the business or write the first page of your new poetry book. You're not going to do anything that's forward action toward a dream or toward a purpose. And this is why this theory of learned helplessness matters so much when we talk about how to be a weeble wobble. Because if you've been knocked down a number of times, like I have, like most of us, many of us have, and you start to have the thought that nothing I do matters, then you will allow that thought to put you into a feeling place that makes you not take any action or behavior forward. And then unfortunately, what we know is that that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Like the research shows now we have a self-fulfilling prophecy and say, see, I knew I couldn't go for the promotion. See, I knew I didn't have confidence. See, I knew I was too shy. See, I knew that it was not going to work out for me. And this is how we keep ourselves stuck. Now we stay there because there is safety there, right? Think about those dogs. Those dogs stayed on the one side of the box because they didn't want to be shocked. They didn't want to bump up against a wall. They didn't want to get hurt. So they stayed in their one little side, one little corner of the box. But that's what we're doing too. And so if you, like me, love, have been knocked down a number of times, ask yourself, where in my life am I staying inside of a small box? Maybe the way it was knocked down for you, like one of my coaching clients, her knockdowns might not have looked like trauma with a big T, but they certainly looked like trauma in that when she was young, her mom wasn't loving and would share with her everything she did wrong. And then when she went to middle school, the girls didn't want to sit with her at lunch. And then when she went to high school, She felt totally rejected by anybody that she wanted to be friends with or date. And it continued there on. And those to me are just as traumatic as the things I've been through, right? That some psychologists call them big T and little t. Big T meaning, you know, abuse or divorce or rape or miscarriage, those things. Well, to me, they are all the same. They give you the same feeling of ending up helpless in that box. Here's the thing, Purpose Girls. We are not helpless little bugs in a box. We are not that. We are powerful goddesses on purpose. That is what we were born for. We were not born to sit in a box helpless. Heck no, we were born to be weeble wobbles. We were born to get back up. So what started happening with Dr. Seligman's research is he noticed that some dogs, even with 
having been shocked and having had barriers to get from one side to the other, some of the dogs still tried. Some of the dogs kept trying, kept wanting to leap over so that when the barrier was removed, they were free. They kept going. And he got really curious, like, what's going on with those few dogs? It wasn't most of them. It was just a few. What's going on with them? He then replicated the studies with other animals and then with people. And his hypothesis was that what was going on with those people and with these animals is that they had more optimism. And optimism in this way isn't Pollyanna, fluffy, everything's going to be fine, everything's going to be fine. It's not putting blinders on. Optimism means that in the face of challenge, you believe that this is temporary, that this is an isolated incident, it's not related to all of the other incidents, and that you can personally take charge. That is how Dr. Seligman defines optimistic thinking. And fortunately, what he found is that we can learn optimistic thinking. It is not a set trait. It is not that you are optimistic or you are pessimistic. There are times when optimistic thinking is like super strong for me. And then there are times when my old brain will go into, you know, dog in a box, helpless, pessimistic thinking. And I have learned, though, because I learned the science of positive psychology, that we all can learn this optimistic thinking. So this is great news. This is how we become the weeble wobble. Because weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. And believe me, my love. As I said, you are a goddess on purpose. Do you really think you would have been born if you were not meant to stand up and not just get back up to baseline zero, but meant to thrive? You've heard me say on this podcast before that there is a one in 500 billion chance that each one of us is alive. That's according to Dr. Ali Benazir, who is Harvard trained and Cambridge trained, that mathematically, Given the number of sperm in every ejaculation, given the number of eggs that every woman has in her uterus, for that exact sperm and that exact egg to meet on that exact day and actually fertilize, given that one in five pregnancies end in miscarriage, like it is a miracle to be alive. And so there is no way, I don't care how much shit has happened to you, there is no way that you or I were meant to sit in a corner in a box. No way. Instead, what we were born for was to see that no matter what happens to us, we have the potential to be at a plus eight and that we take charge of our lives. We do not get to choose what happens to us. We don't. That is total surrender to the universe. But we do get to choose what we do with it. I'm going to take a moment for a break from our sponsor, and then I'm going to come right back and tell you how. We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why. That's why Ritual Vitamins founder is on a mission to reinvent the vitamin industry. I am telling you, loves, that Kat Schneider and her team of scientists at Ritual are making clinically tested a new normal. Not only have they obsessively reached each nutrient in their visionary women's multivitamin that I take every day carefully choosing forms that are absorbable to the female body. They've also tested it. Science-backed isn't just a buzzword for them. It's a standard. I take Ritual because I freaking love it. It is the first 
vitamin that does not make me feel queasy. It's the first vitamin that actually tastes good because they put essential oils. It is the first vitamin that makes me feel vibrant. I love it. Ritual is making obsessively researched and clinically backed a new normal. And Ritual's clinical study of essential for women showed an increase in vitamin D levels and omega-3 DHA levels. These are vitamins every woman needs. Ritual is designed to be gentle on an empty stomach. Their delayed release no nausea design capsule is made to be gentle. And the mint essence tab in every bottle makes taking your vitamins a minty fresh experience. Daily changes can lead to big results. So start today. Ritual is offering my listeners, Purpose Girl podcast listeners, 10% off your first three months. That's huge. Try it out. Satisfaction guaranteed. Go to ritual.com forward slash Purpose Girl to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com forward slash Purpose Girl. I take them every day and we will be taking them together. You will love it. Back to being a weeble wobble, otherwise known as being a goddess on purpose. Right, so weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. The truth is that every single one of us has had multiple traumas, multiple challenges. And my guess is if you're listening to this, then you have gotten back up from every single one of them. Maybe not gotten back up to where you want to be, Maybe it still haunts you. Maybe you still have feelings left that you are less than, that you are not pretty enough, you are not good enough, that you will get rejected, that you are alone. You may have all of those feelings that we are going to address in a moment. But the fact is, the first step of being a weeble wobble, being that God is on purpose, is to realize that this is actually who you already are. That no matter what has happened to you in your life, You are sitting here today listening to a podcast. In fact, the fact that you're listening to the Purpose Girl podcast shows that you are a goddess on purpose, shows that you are a weeble wobble because you could just be moping to yourself in bed. You could be saying, there's nothing I can do. I'm totally helpless. But you are already showing just by listening to this that you are not helpless, that you are not going to be that dog in a box. If you were, you never would have looked at podcasts. You never would have found the Purpose Girl podcast. You never would have listened to the first episode. You never would be sitting here taking the time. Do you see then how you already, whether you were aware of it or not, you already were putting optimistic thinking into play? Because there was something about this moment that you said, I'm not going to let it take me down. Whether this is the first episode of the Purpose Girl podcast you've listened to or you've listened to all 102 of them, you made a decision. And this is the first step of being a goddess on purpose, of being a weeble wobble, is making a decision that you will not let any challenge of your past decide and control your future. Now, I know that that sounds easier said than done, but the truth is that it's actually not. It's not easier said than done because you're doing it. Have you been through divorce, but you still got up the next day to make lunch for your kids? Or you still got up the next day to put your shoes and socks on and get your butt to work? That shows that you have the ability to get back up and make a decision. Even if you had taken four days off before that, crying in bed, Totally, girl. I got it. I've been there. I've done it. I still do it. 
In fact, when trauma, tragedy, challenge hits me, the first day or two, all I do is allow myself those tears. All I want from my friends is to hear that sucks. That's shitty. I'm pissed off with you. When friends or family try to fix it for me, give me advice, or just try to go to, it'll be okay, it'll be okay. I don't want it in that moment, right? We are allowed that first day or two days in order to feel shitty, in order to like really have what I do, that two-minute temper tantrum, get angry, get frustrated, cry, feel what you feel. And then I guarantee that you already do this. You might not even realize it. Then at some point you make a conscious decision. It's what happened to me this weekend. It's what has happened to me every single trauma or tragedy of my life. Even if I wasn't conscious of it, I made a decision. What am I going to do now? Where do I want to be? Ultimately, what's my goal? Okay, so the step number one is that you make a decision. Now, I don't even want you making it too soon. I want you to let yourself have those feelings. I want you to get angry. I want you to go into the woods with a Nerf bat, you know, a little waffle bat and like get out your feelings or punch pillows. I want you to have a friend come over and just pet your hair. That's what I did this weekend. I asked a friend to just come and hold me and be with me where I was. And then, right, then you, after a point, you say, okay, Now I'm going to make a decision. Okay, that's number one, how we weeble wobble. And I know you can do it because you've done it. You wouldn't be listening to the Purpose Girl podcast if you weren't someone who made conscious decisions about taking charge of your life and living a powerful, purposeful, pleasurable, beautiful life. Number two is you then look ahead and you say, and where do I want to be? Right, where am I going So yes, you stand back up, you put your shoes and socks on, you get to work, you make the lunch, and now where do I want to be? No matter what has happened to you. If you put together all the episodes of the Purpose Girl podcast, you will hear the string of challenges that I've been through. But just to remind you, in short order, the first traumatic experience I really remember is when I was in fifth grade my friends dumped me. They just stopped talking to me one day. Last week, a coaching client and I were talking about fears and I was honest with her about sharing my own. I always do that with my coaching clients if it helps them. And she said, well, where did this fear that, you know, women won't like you or people don't like you come from? And I shared this first traumatic experience that in fifth grade, when my group of girlfriends just one day dumped me and stopped liking me, that was like the first break in my heart that I remember, the wound that stuck with my heart in fear, right? Me wanting to go into a box and therefore say all the right things to women and therefore be liked by women and therefore do the things, whatever it meant, in order to be liked for the rest of my life that I've had to really undo in order to come out of that box and in order to be powerful and strong and go for my dreams and say, who cares what everyone else thinks? I'm going for it. And those who like me will like me. So that was the first trauma that I remember The second is that my first love, when I was 17, I was in love with a girl, but there was a part of me that wanted to date boys. And so when I broke up with her, she started physically abusing me. She started hitting me and pinching me and um, abusing me in multiple ways. And I was so embarrassed of dating a girl at the time. 
I didn't even know what it meant and what that meant for a label. And so I didn't even tell people that I was dating her. And so I wouldn't tell anyone I was being abused. So that was the second trauma. And that stuck with me for more than 20 years in terms of the pain that I'm so freaking proud of myself that I have walked through. I then ended up marrying my college sweetheart and divorced him at 26 because I just felt like something was missing in my life and I wasn't happy. But going through divorce at 26 when all of my girlfriends were getting married was very traumatic. Made me feel old, made me feel like a loser. Fast forward when I was 34, I got shingles, even though I was a healthy marathon runner. I got this autoimmune situation, disease. And then a year later, I was robbed at gunpoint, right, which was the start of Purpose Girl, that someone followed me into my condominium building and held me up. And I had a gun to my head, which is where I realized I might die and never pursue my dreams. And then after that, my friend Ed drowned in front of me, which is what I mentioned at the beginning of the show. And then fast forward, I met Josh and we got pregnant on our honeymoon. And then I lost that baby. And then we had two miscarriages and a year of fertility treatments. So I've had my fair share. And I don't share all that to say I've had it worse than you. I share all that to say that it doesn't matter how many things have happened to you. Once you make that decision that it's not what my boss's wife said, that so many things happened to me or to you, but that they happened for you, that you will start to change. So when we do step number one, which is that we make a conscious decision, which I know you're all capable of, that we're getting back up, that we're moving forward, that we're a weeble wobble, that we're a goddess on purpose, we can then move to step number two, which is, and where do I want to be? Who am I? At the end of this, even if it's a year from now, five years from now, ultimately, what do I desire in life? What's my vision? Whether that's a vision of being a confident, empowered woman who has her own business and is being badass in the world, or it's a powerful vision of being a nonprofit and making a difference for the whales or the earth or you know something that feels so yummy for you, or it's a powerful vision of parenting, it's whatever it might be. You have that vision, and where am I going? And then you make the decision to intentionally look at every single trauma, challenge, tragedy that you have had and find how did this happen for you instead of it happening to you? What was the gift you got from it? Now, getting a gift, other people say a lesson. I don't really love lessons because it's like, why do you have to school me, God? You know, like I'm done going to school, okay? But a gift is something that you're given from the universe a gift that we unwrap that we can then use forward. And so I like a gift. Now it might seem as an example, how could your rate possibly be a gift? Listen, if I could take that away from you, I would in a heartbeat. And then again, there's some part of me that says, but would I? Because what if what you got as a gift from that rape was such strength that now when a dear friend of yours shared her rape with you, you were able to be there for her And you were able to hold her exactly as she needs because you know what that feels. Or what if, like one of my clients who had been in an abusive relationship and then was left in horrible debt and had to learn how to get out of it, 
that experience then led her to become such a badass with finances that she teaches it to other people. Or what if, like one of my clients who grew up in the Deep South, where diversity was not allowed, encouraged, where reproductive rights were not encouraged, and she ended up needing to take a stand for her own reproductive rights. Years later now, she is a director for a Planned Parenthood and now helps other women. Like, do I really want to take away your traumas or do I want to say, what did it give you that will allow you to have exactly the vision that you want in life? Because when we can look at every single trauma, when we can excavate it the way that we might excavate ruins in Athens or in Jerusalem, or you find old artifacts and you excavate, what are these all about? What can we learn from it? What gift is there here for us? When you excavate it and you say, how did this happen for me? It's so powerful. What you may have gotten from it was realizing, wow, I am so strong, right? One of my coaching clients, her father told her her whole life, that she was just worthless. And that's what she heard her whole life. And here she is now, a powerful executive, a mama, you know, a beautiful woman. And it's like, wait a minute, if I was told my whole life I was worthless, but I'm doing all this now, like that shows how freaking strong I am. And it was like, yes, right? That moment when she realized that all that that happened with her parent happened for her. Because maybe, just maybe, she wouldn't be as strong as she is today had all that not happened to her in her childhood. This is the power. This is how we become a goddess on purpose. This is what it means to weeble wobble. That you look at every situation in your life and you say, what did I get from that? So I look back why did my little girlfriends abandon me when I was 10? I mean, God, I, I, I hug my little 10-year-old self all the time when those same fears about women abandoning me and not being liked by women come up. Like it, it has a very real place in my fear brain, right? In my amygdala, in my heart, like that crack is very real. But when it comes up, I can hug my 10-year-old self. And what I know that I got from it was the desire to create sisterhoods for you, where women are so supportive of each other, so loving. We take a stand that we love every woman. Maybe, just maybe, I wouldn't be like this about sisterhood if I hadn't had that experience in fifth grade. Because if I think about my life, I went on and in high school, I became a leader in my youth group. And so I always was like ushering in the younger girls that were, I was a junior and they were freshmen and I was introducing them to people and helping them. And then when I went to college, I ran sorority rush for the entirety of University of Michigan. That's a thousand girls who go through the sorority process. And I ran that whole thing so I could just like hug these girls and love these girls and make them feel welcome and included. Like that's been a theme of mine my whole life. But maybe, just maybe, if my friends in fifth grade hadn't abandoned me as much as it hurt, maybe I wouldn't now be such an advocate for sisterhood. And being an advocate for sisterhood, what that means and where it's led to now, a month ago, I held the retreat for my empowered group, the first retreat. And oh my goodness, within 24 hours, these women went from not knowing each other 
to hugging and crying and telling each other every single strength that they saw in them, every single bit of courage that they saw in them, hugging, saying, you are my new best friends. Like, And they lean on each other. There is a Facebook group. They lean on each other every single day. And I asked them all recently, what is the thing that you've most gotten out of this? And they all said the sisterhood. Because the sisterhood is what is helping them to go after their dreams. Right. One of them now has a new business idea and she finally owned up to it. But she said, I never would have acknowledged to myself that I have a business idea if I didn't have a sisterhood. Another one is changing her work schedule finally to please herself and wouldn't have done it without the sisterhood supporting her. Another woman just for the first time said no in her job so that she could have some self-care. And wouldn't have done it without her sisters right there. So this is the power of sisterhood. Not to mention that we all had like fun and danced and we're like changing. We're going back to what really every woman is meant for, which is deep sisterhood and love. And that wouldn't have happened maybe if my 10-year-old self hadn't been abandoned by her girlfriends. Another example, my grandparents, may they rest in peace, were Holocaust survivors. Now, I would never... (laughs) want anyone to experience anything like the Holocaust. And I know that it goes on today and just breaks my heart and just is infuriating. When I think of my grandparents and what they survived in order to be alive and how they lived their life, they actually were people who lived their life. They never complained a day about what they had been through. Instead, they had such a vision, right? So they made the decision, number one, they had such a vision of their future, the kind of family that they wanted, the kind of love that they wanted, the kind of community that they wanted, how they wanted to be leaders in their community, the kind of careers that they wanted, that even though my grandfather had originally been rejected from every medical school in the United States, from every public health master's in the United States, even though he was almost done with it in Austria, he only had one year left of medical school, but he got kicked out for being Jewish. But when he got to the United States, nobody wanted him. But he had this vision and he never complained. What he did is he turned his experience into strength and into power. And he moved forward so that what I witnessed as their grandchild, they were the people who in their community always went to visit sick people in the hospital. My grandfather was president of our synagogue growing up. My grandfather did get his master's in public health and went on to run an entire organization for mental health, went on to write a couple of books, I mean, esteemed. And so they made the decision, they had a vision, and then they used their past experience as strength, as power. And this is so powerful. And even though the Holocaust did not happen to me, you know, they say that trauma or tragedy in a family gets passed down seven generations. I've heard it to 11 generations. My mom certainly was impacted by being the child of Holocaust survivors and me then as a grandchild. And the impact for me was that because my grandparents experienced what they did, there's no way in heck I am going to waste my life. Like, I owe it to them. Screw Hitler. I owe it to the entirety of everybody, Jewish and not, who lost family to say, I'm going to stand in my power. I'm going to go for it big. So it's not that my grandparents are awesome despite what happened to them in the Holocaust, or it's not that I go for my purpose big and ensure I'm reaching my potential despite 
my grandparents having been Holocaust survivors. No, it's because of it. And that's what I want you to do. I can look at every situation in my life. Take the miscarriages. The second miscarriage, I was so distraught. I actually had a moment where I said to Josh, I don't want to be alive anymore. While I was the next day giving happiness talks. I mean, that was a weird, tough time. And then I made a decision. I decided to meditate and do intensive self-care. And in meditation, I said, show me. This is the vision part. Show me. Show me what else I'm here for. Show me. Show me. And that's when I had a vision of women gathering in small groups all over a globe. And that led me to create Women's Global Happiness Day, which is the only not-for-profit initiative to empower women's happiness, to end the women's depression epidemic worldwide. And since starting it two years ago, we've had almost 200 events in more than 30 countries on six continents. I don't make any money off of it. Can you imagine the thousands of women and therefore the ripple effect that had I not had that second miscarriage, had I not weeble wobbled back and chosen to be a goddess on purpose, that wouldn't exist. Those women wouldn't have been served. So this is our opportunity. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. They don't fall down. They don't go back into their box. One of my clients in my Empowered program emailed me recently that she realized that she's so out of the box. She didn't even know that there was a box because she's her true self is adventurous and a wanderer and a traveler and colorful. And no matter how many people in her life told her she shouldn't be that way, right? That's trauma after trauma after trauma. She's now making a decision. That's why she joined the Empowered program. That's why she's a client. I know I'm making a decision. What's the vision? And she's learning about herself using what others said to her, using these experiences to go for it. This is the opportunity. This is the opportunity. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. We use every experience of our life to say, what did I get from it that will empower, that will propel my vision and the future? And when you look at your life that way, oh, it's so powerful. It's so strong. It's like, Arr! it's like climbing a mountain. It's like climbing a mountain that you know every step you have taken has been for you to get to the top of that mountain and for you to plant your flag and raise your arms and go, yes. This is why I'm so obsessed lately with the words goddess on purpose. And I'm so excited to tell you that I am soon rolling out the online program, Goddess on Purpose. It's going to be live weekly calls with me and a large group of women to really discover and follow your purpose for you to like excavate your challenges and like rise up in courage and power and go for it. If you want to be on the wait list for it and find out about it before anyone else, then email Josh, josh at purposegirl.com and just say waiting list in the subject line and you will be the first to know when we are rolling this out. I am so excited because Every single one of us was born to be a goddess on purpose, or else why would we be alive? And I know it's not fair when you've been knocked down more than anyone you know. I know. And I know it sucks. And I know you want to scream and wail and have a pity party. And believe me, I wanted friends to say this weekend, this sucks <laughs> enough already. Like one of my best friends called me and said, shit. Like, leave my friend alone, God, like enough. And that actually felt good to me. I was being recognized for all of the traumas that I have been through. 
It wasn't belittled or compared to. It was just really being seen. And so you are entitled to all of those feelings. I don't want you to push away any of them. And then we all have a moment where we go from needing to feel our feelings to wallowing in the side of the box and being helpless. And we need to catch ourselves before we become helpless and make that decision and then set that vision and then excavate every challenge that we have had for what you got from it, for the gift. Researchers Tadeshi and Calhoun call it post-traumatic growth. That we don't have to end up with anxiety disorder from every trauma. And actually we can have PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and post-traumatic growth at the same time. What they find is that many, many, many people have enormous growth, enormous thriving in the aftermath of trauma. Because trauma shows us, like when I was robbed at gunpoint, it showed me how short life is. When there was a gun to my head and I realized I was going to die with dreams in my heart, I realized how short life is and I would not let another day go by without becoming Purpose Girl and empowering each of you to be a Purpose Girl. So there can be incredible growth from trauma. Or maybe you were raped, which is horrible. And what you got from it as a gift was deepened relationships with your sister or a loved one or a mentor. That's growth. That's support. Or maybe you got wisdom that you then can share or have shared with another woman who's experienced the same thing. This is how we grow. And the thing I'm so obsessed with is with Weeble Wobbles, not just them coming back, right? Not just going from in our scale of negative 10 to positive and not just going from negative seven back up to zero. I want to see that every single time that Weeble Wobble comes back, that it comes back stronger and taller and more courageous and more powerful and more knowing of her worth and hotter red lipstick and sexier and more adventurous. Yes. Right. It's like, so at some point we become like the biggest, baddest Weeble Wobbles on earth. And that's what I'm inviting you to join me in because I know that this is the truth of who we all are. So again, I'm going to be coming out with the Goddess on Purpose online course soon. Send Josh an email if you want to be on the wait list. And regardless, do the exercises that I mentioned in this episode. That is how you start changing the world one woman at a time. It starts with you. Because when you stand up in your resilience, in your strength, when you grow, when you take charge of your life, right? You all know I wear a Purpose Girl I Choose necklace every single day. You can get them on my website, purposegirl.com. It's gorgeous, gold, and says I choose. And I wear that every day to remind myself, I choose. I choose to be that awesome Weeble Wobble goddess on purpose. And so with that, Purpose Girls, I hope you loved this episode of the Purpose Girl podcast. I really loved sharing it with you. If you want the kind of sisterhood I'm talking about, go on over to the Purpose Girls Facebook group. Just in Facebook, type Purpose Girls, one word, you will find us. Or friend me, send me a message and tell me you want to be part of it and I will include you. Get on that wait list for Goddess on Purpose. It's going to be coming soon. And the most important thing you can do is to share the Purpose Girl podcast with every woman you know. Because that's how we change the world, one woman at a time. 
With that, my love, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself. And may you love life. Bye for now.